and welcome to session 102 of the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. This week, join me for a fireside chat with Ash Rhodes. I would like to welcome back to the podcast this week, Ash Rhodes. Ash, it's lovely to have you back and you are the first guest on my fireside. So, or is it the first guest at my fireside, my virtual fireside? I'm undecided on that. What do you think? Uh, I would think at virtual fireside. As it so happens, I have never shown you, but this is my fireside. That is my... That's my fireplace. So are, I was expecting this to be near my fireside as the host, but we are right next to your fireside. It is auspicious uh, indeed. Thank you for supplying the fireside for this fireside. Happy to help. <laughs> so with the fireside, it's bring your own topic as well, like all good parties, right? So <laughs> BYOT? Yeah. So so what what would you like to talk about? So I had figured that we would talk about something that was an issue for me uh, in the last few months, wherein I had uh, some something that had not really uh, come up as as a problem before, and I had uh, I was caught a little bit flat footed. Um, I had two specific instances that happened one right after another. So I will group it all together and just say uh, that it was a, an instance of missing representatives. Uh, in one case, I had a representative who was one of my best. She was amazing in every way, but um, she unexpectedly fell quite ill and so was gone for an extended medical leave. Uh, she's fine now. She's great. Um, but you know, things happen. But then in another instance, I had a representative who, um, I would say it's not really a fault of hers either, but we had just hired her. Uh, we were in like halfway through her onboarding and she had unbeknownst to me been, um, also applying for another role like everybody does when you are looking for a job. And it was with a, um, it was with a, a dream company. That dream company dragged their feet in offering her the role. And when they finally did, she, I can't blame her, but she took it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden I ended up with two different instances of missing reps. How do you deal with that? Right. Wow. Okay. And, and, and yeah, uh, not just missing, but unexpectedly missing. Quite so. Yes. Which which is the extra challenge. Yes. And as it so happens, this, these two instances overlapped. So I found myself, um, it was a a fairly small team. And so we were very desperately uh, understaffed, even more so than usual. So it was, um, quite the, uh, I'm not going to say emergency because, you know, um, but, but it was, we were left scrambling to, to solve the problem. Those are two quite different situations actually, aren't they? Although they're both unexpected. Um, talk, talk me through the, the first one, your, uh, 
your medical not, leave. Yeah, yep. your medical leave, your experienced rep. Um, and, and how you dealt with that one? Well, uh, there were a couple of different things that we immediately had to to take care of, which is that, I mean, especially when you have a small team, um, everybody wears a, a bunch of different hats, but you also find that some people over time have taken on certain responsibilities that are distinctly theirs. Um, and then you kind of lose track of them. Oh my goodness, what did this person do that were only theirs? Have we, have we lost sight of those? Um, of course, this person had. And so, um, of course, I'm not going to bother them while they are in the hospital um, or recuperating or what have you. Mm. Um, before I go any further, let me back up just a little bit. What I first did is make absolutely sure that they were okay. Um, I don't want to sound like some sort of monster or anything along those lines. Sure. And and I really genuinely think that's what everybody should be doing. I made sure that, that they were okay and that their job would be okay. Because I, I do think that that is also part of our responsibility as, a, as leaders. It is. It's super important. I mean, <laughs> I think that I found myself severely conflicted at several times in the past where I've had people who have had to take leave for medical reasons or whatever personal reasons that frankly leave you in a very difficult situation <laughs> as someone who's still still got a team to lead and a business to run and coverage to arrange and everything else right and there are, I just that conflict is huge you you want to be over there helping them helping them heal, helping them, you know, take the space or the benefits or whatever it is that they need. You want to help them in every way you can. And yet you're, you also need them back, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> well, if, of course, if, if yeah. we're being honest, if we're being honest, if it's an experienced rep and they're good, you want them back without, but, but also at the same time, you have this other piece, which is you've still got all the work to do, you know? So it's a real conflict. And I've found myself kind of in, in feeling like a dog chasing its own tail sometimes in those circumstances. I don't know how you cope with that. Oh, but. no, absolutely. And, um, and I've, I personally have found that, at least in this situation, that the best thing that I could do was to make absolutely certain that they had all of the, the space and resources to get better so that they were able to to come back and to be the resource in the future and to make sure that they had um, basically just the sufficient space to uh, to, to heal. Um, I know mm -hmm. that I'm just being um, pedantic at this point, but um, the the company at first just simply didn't have a long-term medical leave policy. I, it just had never come up before. Mm. And so uh, I had to sit down with our HR uh, department and then HR had to sit down with our CEO and write one. So specifically for this rep, so that we could make sure that there was a place waiting for them when they came back. Um, because if we hadn't, um, if we just simply went by our policy, that existed before this, they wouldn't have had a, mm. a place waiting for them. And it, that, that was unacceptable. That was, mm. 
that that would have been cutting off our nose to spite our face. And yeah. it was just, um, so after we did that, so with that laid as the groundwork, um, we like step 1.5 was to, um, like do a forensic accounting effectively of everything that that person genuinely did on a daily basis, because there's, there's so much that goes into, I mean, and I think anybody who works in a really chaotic startup type environment can understand that. Like everybody, when you see something that needs to be done, you just do it. And that goes for everybody. And so what are all the things that this person just did? Because if they didn't do it, nobody would do it. And so trying to figure out all of those things and making sure that they still get done and nothing falls through the cracks mm. was, was chaotic as can be. Mm. Um, so to this day, I do not, I am not entirely certain that we got all of it, but I think we got the vast majority of them. Mm. Um, it's, 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 it's another, it's another point of conflict, isn't it? Because one way to get that order is to just go and ask the person. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're they're and, often the best place to understand what it is. All hand, of those plans, yeah, yeah. On one hand, I don't. I I'm a big believer in um, just reaching out and asking people. Like, reach out to the customer and be like, "Hey, we didn't quite understand your message. Can you please clarify or what have you?" The exception is when someone's in the hospital. <laughs> like that is the one time you don't ask someone. About where, where was that Google Doc again or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I just don't feel like that's the appropriate time to to ask. So so I went way, way out of my way to um and it as as it so happens with this person, I did um interact with them a few times, but it was a it, I made Again, I went well out of my way to make sure that work was never discussed at all. It was all just making sure that they were okay, like just talking about their recovery yeah. and, and yeah. so on. Um, because the last thing they needed was to stress about work or to feel bad that they were out of work or anything like that. So yeah, uh, I ended up taking on a lot of it. I ended up mm. working a lot of really, really long days. Mm. Um, but we ended up hiring. <laughs> we ended up hiring. It was it. It ended up being a really good thing because it was. Uh, I was able to um, really paint in very very vivid detail why we how we were so short staffed. Mm. One person leaving caused all of these ripple effects. Caused all of these other things to to go wrong. Um, and if one person going out mm. can cause that, what happens if someone else gets sick? What happens and, if someone... and for relatively short absence, right? I, it was, I mean, and at got, that, if somebody sorry, actually leaves, if somebody actually leaves, then that's a, a much bigger problem, right? Exactly. Exactly. If we had someone quit or if we had someone, I mean, the, the pandemic was going on at this point, uh, by that point, it was, you it was not a matter of if it was a matter of just like throwing a dart at the dartboard if somebody else was going to go down yeah. very badly mm -hmm. and and at this point my 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 rep in question 
had only been gone for about a week and a half when I was like, this is a problem. So uh, we were able to post very quickly. We were able to, to get, um, get approval for, to, to hire someone and thus began this other problem. Um, so, so tell me, have, having done your skills audit, having understood all of the previously not understood work uh, and the impact that that person was having on that work and the pain of when that person wasn't there to do that work, you make this new hire. And, uh, and then you have the second part of this story, right? So, yes. Yeah. So we reached the point wherein we were able to hire someone. And then as, as it so happens, we were able to hire somebody that um, was already on our radar for, from a previous uh, job posting. So the, the actual time from post to hire was very, very small. And so we, mm-hmm. um, the actual job posting for the, the customer service representative ended up getting shut back down almost immediately. Um, I mean, in theory, that's a ni- nice place to be. I mean, I've, it's a I, great place to be. Please understand. So, no, that's that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. I um, mean, I, I've had job postings open for months and months and months. And the effort involved and, and the investment that you put into those those hirings are it's it's phenomenal over time. It's an absolute uh slog to yeah. get uh the right person qualified people in yeah. and and so on. This person I cannot yeah. say enough good things about the person that that we were that we ended up bringing in. Mm-hmm. Um the only reason I even mention the the, the weird kind of dance is because um, it was such a short period that, that we brought it in. I want to, to be clear that we didn't like uh, just hire the first person that came across our desk. It was somebody that had been so fully vetted. And so we bring her in and um, like I said, just going right along, picking things up extraordinarily uh, quick uh, on the uptake for every single one of our systems. Um, so quick, in fact, that I felt bad because it almost felt like she was disappointed that there were so many things that she would ask these insightful questions. I'd be like, well, I don't know because I've never had anyone ask me that question in all of my time at this company. <laughs> so I'm going to have to get back to you. And she's like, okay, well, I'll just add it to the list. But, oh, man. <laughs> so she was good. She was extraordinarily good. Um, and then I, I took a, a, a vacation day. <laughs> and on that vacation day, I, halfway through the day, get this message from our head of HR, like, you need to log in right now. Something's going wrong. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And it was that she had, the, the hire had um, wanted to tell me in person. And since I wasn't logged in, she had told HR in person that uh, she had gotten this other job off. Oh. And I mean, so classy. 
like so classy. She didn't want to just do it via Slack or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she still gave, even though she had only been with us a couple of weeks, a few weeks, she still gave two weeks notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and has even offered to, to like help us source additional people mm-hmm. to replace her and like literally everything. Great. I can, again, I cannot give enough props to this person. Um, but nonetheless, well, so <laughs> completely effed, like yeah, yeah. so effed. So we immediate, like literally that day I stayed the whole rest of the day to repost that very, very shortened, uh, job posting for a, a customer support rep. Um, it has just been uh, full disclosure. I have not, <laughs> I have now left the company. However, I was there for several weeks during that. Mm. And it was, it, it was just as nightmarish as you can imagine, as we yeah. just discussed. Just, just soul destroying to restart that whole process. <laughs> exactly. It was exactly how you, I can't, find a single word better than soul destroying yeah the the process of weeding and i mean we've both done interviews like as if it was our job Mm -hmm. um our sole job like we may as well be recruiters at this point just the you write the the job description to be as clear as you can you include in the actual application some questions to to weed out people who just shotgun blast um, applications. So you weed out a lot that way. Then you do additional questions to weed out further ones. Then you do initial 15-minute phone calls with ideally an actual recruiter. Mm-hmm. Then you do right. So no matter what you're you you get it down and down and down, but it is still something that takes weeks, sometimes months to get mm. to you, 10, yeah. 15, 20 people, and you narrow it down to five, and you still don't necessarily find anybody that can actually do mm. the job mm. with the empathy and skills that are required. And it just, so you have to start all over again. And, you know, I found that in that hiring process, when you get down to a two or three, we've talked about this before, I know, sometimes you've got a clear favorite, even if you're doing due diligence on getting two or three or five down to a final stage. So you've got a good pick and you, you're definitely sure that you're picking the, the best. Mm-hmm. Quite quite often you've got a clear favorite, uh, um, but, but sometimes you haven't, you know. I, I just think sometimes, even with all the due diligence, if none of them feels quite right still, <laughs> and, you, and you put in all that effort, like the, the process is just, just, it's relentless sometimes hiring. So the gratitude you feel when you get a good person in the door is immense. Yes. And, and, then, and then they go. And as much as you may or may not, let's be honest, wish them joy, <laughs> depending on the person. I just think, you know, you, you just, you, you think 
you think you've got it. You think you've found the one for that role at that time. And uh, yeah, to so be back to square one is hard. I actually, so no matter, well, yes, I am always um, sad to see them go because it means I'm going to have to embark on this desperately awful process again. I am genuinely always, always happy for them because, uh, I mean, this even even my dad switched companies multiple times. So I think it's probably our grandparents' generation mm. that that retired from the same company they started with. Yeah. Maybe I think it might even that. I, I think it was all just a fantasy. Nobody is going to retire. Potentially, nobody's going to retire, but but nobody's going to retire from the company. That yeah, they, yeah. Uh, Gen- generally, you with. generally definitely you do wish them well, and I I kid a little bit, but but you know, we, know. we've all we've all had the odd hire who doesn't work out, but but <laughs> just every once in a while, once you know. in a while, somebody right? slips through the net. <laughs> and but you know, and, you know but for whatever uh, reason right things don't work out they get a better offer great you're happy for them it's just sometimes it's just not a great fit and you just know they'll do better so you know you help them find it or they find it themselves and they do better and you're happy for them sometimes it just doesn't work out because they i don't know so there was something you missed in that extensive hiring process <laughs> <laughs> well and I mean, the question is, is it something that you missed or something that they were just exceptionally good at hiding? Um, Because, I mean, it all comes down to being a a practice of of playing detective, of uh, asking all of the right questions to ferret out the... um, I don't know, the hidden sociopathy or the hidden lack of ability to actually do the skills that you're looking for or what have you. Uh, we could do whole conversations about hiring practices that oh, yeah. Just, yeah. we don't have the time for that tonight. But, but let me tell you, the one thing, um, just because we're on the topic, the best piece of advice I ever got, and I it has served me so well, um, from the CEO of a company, a couple companies ago. Um, and he always said that any hire that you make, you need to be excited to work with the person. If they do not engender excitement, like I cannot wait. And it, it can be the, like your next COO, or it could be just your next tier one level customer support rep. Doesn't matter if they do not make you excited to bring them onto the team it's the wrong hire mm-hmm. very true very true thank you so much for joining me ash it's been a wonderfully long long chat with you by your fireside <laughs> um and uh, thanks so thanks again for bringing the fireside and uh yeah a, a rare opportunity and a new opportunity on the podcast to go into kind of greater wondering depth on a topic so that's been it's it been has a pleasure. Been, it has been my pleasure to ramble with you about all sorts of things. And I look forward to the next time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. 
That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 102 for the show notes. And I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.